Have you ever felt like your conscious behavior is being overrided by your subconscious? You know, you want to do something, you know working out is positive, that would be good for you to do, but something's holding you back. And it's kind of like this inner battle between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. Well, Richard Dawkins' book, The Selfish Gene, actually lays out why this is fundamentally in our bodies. And the reason this is is because the genes that make up our body, that make up our composition, are actually selfish. And, And they have this basically evolutionary adaptability that puts rules in our minds subconsciously that may have served a purpose when our ancestors were hunter and gatherers. For example, in these times with hunter and gatherers, they would seek out honey, salt, sweets, and they would rarely get it. You know, if they found a beehive or if they found berries, it would be a little sweet and it would be a dopamine hit. So basically these, these evolutionary rules that the genes make up our minds with are dictated by, you know, these genes that are passed down from generation to generation. And the issue is, is these once served a purpose. <clears throat> these, these basically things that served a purpose at one point, this seeking out dopamine hits. Now with social media and modern technology, you can go on social media, get insane dopamine, which is a chemical in your brain. And not have not have to work for it. it. It just basically fed to you, like you know, sli- like uh, you know, pigs feeding from a trough. And there's there's a actual really bad side to this because we're kind of inundated with this with this modern technology and this new way of living. Where if you study history, we haven't. This is such a new thing. You know, technology the way it is is less than thirty years old. And the fact that, you know, people born today are inundated with this, you know, this is all they've ever known, you know, all they've ever known is technology. Well, the genes that are passed on generation to generation are put in place, basically, through natural selection, they were put in place to fit this, um, fit the hunter and gatherers world, yet we still have these same genes, we still have these same behaviors. And the interesting thing that Richard Dawkins really lays out is, you know, since there are infinite... So let me just go back a second. So basically, organisms are machines built by groups of genes that cooperate only because they share a reproductive mechanism. The reproductive mechanism being humans. We are the organisms that we're focusing on today. You know, it's the exact same thing with cheetahs. It's the exact same thing with birds. It's the exact same thing with dogs. You know, they're, they're made up of genes. And they, these behavioral instincts are evolved from generation to generation to generation, you know, all their ancestors to where they are today. And the reason they have certain behaviors is because they don't consciously choose it. It's something that's passed down. You know, it's a genetic code in your body. And genes are the actual basic unit of evolution. This is because it can exist as multiple copies, making them actually nearly immortal. And the reason this book is called The Selfish Gene is because Genes are basically selfish by nature. They're not conscious beings. They're not conscious, um, you know, organisms. They're actually survival. Their survival and growth come at the expense of other genes. So, so they have to be competitive by nature. And phenotypes actually determine a gene survival and success of survival is dependent on the given environment, both physical and genetic. Now, <clears throat> that may seem like a lot. You may go, ah, I don't want to listen to this. You know, it's too much. I I don't care about this. Well, the important thing here is the reason you should keep listening is because these genes actually make up kind of the analogy that I would draw from it is 
if you're going to p- play a video game or a board game, you know, and you don't know the controls, you don't know the rules to the game, and you just go in willy nilly, well, you're probably not going to do the best, right? You're probably going to have some flaws and some fallacies that if you knew the rules, if you knew the controls of the game, you would do a little bit better. And most people live their life knowing about half the controls. They don't really know all these subconscious things that, that are, you don't choose whether or not you have them. They're innate. They are these genes that are passed down. You know, at birth, you have them. So you have to make a conscious effort to learn about these things and understand how to play with these. You know, like learning the controls to a game or learning the rules to the game. And realizing if you just live purely Epicurean, you know, you have Epicureans and Stoics. Epicureans basically are the YOLO mentality, you know, um, indulge in anything that gives you pleasure. You know, eat all the fast food, eat all the sweets, um, binge TV all the time, you know, have sex frivolously, like masturbate frivolously. None of these things are good. The, the thing that Jordan Peterson lays out that I think encompasses Stoicism very well is <clears throat> forego present pleasure for future gain. That's kind of the idea of a sacrificial motif. You have to do that. You do that in every single way, every single way. You know, if you want to earn money, you have to sacrifice current pleasure for future gain. You have to sacrifice, you know, going and just whatever you want to do, you know, going out, doing whatever you love for that job. But the interesting thing here is, you know, this is another string of thought, but you can integrate your life. So you, what you do is what you love. That way, you know, you don't have to necessarily sacrifice that. And sacrifice is, is one of the biggest things to evolution. So evolution is driven by varying abilities and limited resources. So knowing this, you know, organisms are machines built by groups of genes that cooperate only because they share a reproductive mechanism. Now, you know, we are the reproductive mechanism, obviously. And this is very, very important to understand the rules of the game. So just let me pause for a second and just kind of Think over everything I've talked about. Genes being the genetic code that make up our bodies. And then we'll move into why this is important to you, what you can do with this information. So it's not just something you know, you know, like facts. You want to actually apply this. You know, it doesn't, knowledge doesn't do anything until you actually apply it. So understanding the rules of the game, understanding the genetic code that makes up these behaviors, these habits in us. This, you know, yearning for salt, sugar, and fat, what you can do about it. <clears throat> and salt, sugar, and fat is just one example. You know, there's, there's so many different examples. There's a reason people get addicted to video games. There's a reason people get addicted to sex. There's a reason get, people get addicted to their phones. It's because these things are brand new. And when our ancestors had these, the behaviors that the genes formed, basically these rules that we'll talk about, you know, that are basically this code that genes, since genes build our brains, it basically, we can go into this right now. So genes build our brains that allow organisms to respond rapidly to changing factors in the environment. We know these reactions as behaviors. So for example, you know, the fight or flight mechanism, you may hear people talk about This, this is something that, that evolved when basically danger was, was prevalent. So when you would go outside your tent, you know, if you're a hunter and gatherer, <clears throat> and there would be a bear, there would be, you know, like a, a wolf. And in today's world, we live in a pretty dang safe world compared to, you know, if you contrast it with all of our ancestors. <clears throat> and in today's world, we don't have as much danger, but we still have this evolutionary adapted behavior in our brains that 
if you don't realize is, is in there, you're, you'll live your whole life unconsciously, you know, with this behavior and not realizing why you feel anxious, why you feel like the fight or flight kicks on when something minute happens. <clears throat> and in your own ego, it may seem like, oh, the whole world's crashing down on you. But truly, you know, in the, in the context of history, that's nothing. You know, our ancestors had to basically literally fight to survive to live every single day. And we are so soft in this modern world, but we still have these same innate behaviors. And that's what's important to realize. This genetic code that's passed on from generation to generation doesn't change. And it evolves. But since we're so new to this technology, we still carry this same genetic code that was, you know, in had a great purpose when we were hunter and gatherers. And now we're going to what you can do about this. So again, basically, um, you know, the reason that that they are, the genes build our brains this way is to respond to rapidly changing factors in the environment. We know these reactions as behavior. So kind of this fight or flight or uh, immediate anger, you know, when someone's behind you and honks, honks the horn, maybe flipping you off. Maybe you don't realize why you go right into like seeing red and getting pissed off or when you get embarrassed in a class, why you, why your face turns red or if, if you are socially anxious, why that is. <clears throat> well, since there are actually infinite environmental situations, do genes guide behavioral responses by a set of rules? And these are actually encoded the same way the, a computer is programmed. This is fascinating. This kind of explains why why you can't rationally control a lot of these behavior responses. It's because it's programmed analogous basically to a, a computer, meaning it's it's about the same way a computer is programmed. You don't consciously get to change these things. And a great quote that I always harp on is, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will dictate your life and you will call it fate. So <clears throat> realizing this, we have to understand these unconscious behaviors and consciously seek out a way to bypass them, to take things into our our own hands and realize that some of these actually you can manipulate to be a positive thing. You can manipulate in modern day context to go, okay, let me see my life as the game. You know, a lot of people spend all their energy, all their glycogen, which is kind of like the brain energy on video games or on frivolous things that don't really matter. Like in the grand context of things, Who's going to remember you for playing video games unless you're like streaming, but that's a whole nother thing. And like somebody that's just doing it for entertainment. How is that going to leave a legacy? How is that going to benefit the world? No, that's completely selfish. You know, going back to the selfish gene. There's a reason these genes want to duplicate because they are selfish. And we have to realize this, adapt to it and move forward in a positive direction. So since many of these rules are actually outdated and work against modern organisms being humans, we can work to minimize the negative impacts of this programming with two strategies. And these are key, key, key strategies, learning and simulation. Now, learning and simulation are so important in the modern day context because we have abundant access to information yet we are overwhelmed with this new technology, even if, you, you know, it might be subconsciously overwhelmed. Maybe what you like to do is just scroll Twitter all day or, or look at Instagram. Well, what you don't realize is those are releasing chemicals in your brain. And if, if you're just, again, if you're doing this unconsciously, if you just kind of every morning wake up, pick up your phone and look at Instagram, well, that's an unconscious behavior. And until we make the unconscious conscious, 
it will dictate your life and we you will call it fate. And don't get annoyed if I'm repeating these things. You know, the things that are worth repeating, the things that are worth knowing are the things that are worth repeating, truly. So <clears throat> learning basically being one of the two strategies is basically trying an action to find out if it is a good idea. So testing. And this is so important because if you just, you know, if you just kind of live your life letting the subconscious dictate everything, you won't learn from issues. You know, you have to learn through trial and error. But the reason simulation is so important and the reason in this book, you know, Richard Dawkins talks about organisms that can only learn through overt trial and error will fail every time to organisms that can simulate. This is so important. Simulate overt trial and error. That's why we talk a lot about here at the Modern Academy of learning from great people who have lived great lives, learning from history, basically simulating the mistakes that they made, simulating the good things they did, applying Abraham's, Abraham Lincoln's mentality of learning from everybody, even if it's what not to do. So basically applying this to the modern day context, the reason we talk about reading autobiographies, the reason we talk about getting mentored by people, learning from people, Every encounter with someone, trying to extract a lesson, you know, especially if someone has lived longer than you, you know, you, you know, if you can basically take all these years of knowledge, all these different life experiences of different people from different walks of life and condense them down to kind of a set of lessons, a set of rules that can help you live a better life. Well, you will cut the learning curve in half, you know, as kind of Elon Musk says, if you can work 100 hours a week while everybody else is working 40 hours a week, you will get done in a year what would take them 10 years because it's, it's not a you know, binary thing. It's actually this compounding interest of putting the time in. And it's the exact same thing with learning, you know, the learning curve. Most people have a very you know, static learning curve. <clears throat> if you can learn so many of these things that people have to learn through overt trial and error later in their life, like, oh, I probably shouldn't drink and drive or I probably shouldn't do meth or hair, you know, these different things that people are like, these are life lessons I've learned. Take these to heart. Don't forget these. And again, you can inverse this and go, maybe there's nothing that this person can tell me that they've learned that I can apply, but maybe I can go, oh, they made this mistake. Let me not do that. You know, let me simulate that potential outcome and learn through simulating overt trial and error without having to go through it. You know, the people that can only learn through overt trial and error, the ones that jump off the cliff and go, oh, this wasn't a good idea. It would have been much better if you could have been the person watching that person jump off that cliff, make that mistake, and learn from it and go, okay, let me simulate this. That's probably not a good idea. Why don't I not do that? And natural selection is what causes this. You know, our ancestors, they had this exact same set of rules. They didn't understand it. They didn't have podcasts like this to learn from. They didn't have books like The Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins to learn from. <clears throat> they had to learn through overt trial and error. And those ones that were able to survive, those ones that were your ancestors that passed down, you know, genetic code, generation to generation to generation that made what you are today are the ones who are able to simulate and learn and inform ESS, you know, evolutionary stable strategies and adapt, not having to go through the fallacies that many others had to. So simulation really is just modeling the outcome of an action before taking it. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, pick up the copy of The Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins. Very great book. If anything, just read chapter three. You can always um, leave us a review and subscribe here at the Modern Academy. Let me know what you think about this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time.